Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, the podcast. And uh, we've got a toozy for you today. Um, so <laughs> we're just going to jump right in. That's how I'm feeling today. Work has been kicking my ass. I'm overtired. We're just, we're not wasting any effing time. We're jumping right in. We're talking about the shit that matters. Last week's MLB The Show feature premiere was probably one of the stupidest 55-minute videos I've ever watched in my entire effing life. Um, it, it told us nothing while also telling us a lot at the same time. We'll jump into that. I've got my notes right next to me. I, uh, I will, my, my, my goal for you and my promise to you <laughs> is that I will summarize that 55-minute video in significantly less time. Because if you did not watch that video, first of all, you missed nothing. And second of all, if you chose to listen to me instead, I'm going to save you a butt-ton of time. A butt-ton of time. So, we'll get into that. First, a couple quick things. Chase Utley, new legend. Super freaking cool. Philly is getting a lot of love right now. Ryan Howard, Chase Utley. Um, they're announcing another new legend this week. Might be, uh, I can't remember if they're announcing it on Tuesday or Thursday or Wednesday. I don't know. One of the days of the week. It is a right, or it looks like a right-handed uh, pitcher. They said it will be a pitcher. A couple people said to me, Roy Halladay. That would just be a ton of Phillies love right off the jump. I want Roy Halladay in the game. He's a legend of more than just the Phillies. Blue Jays legend as well. I just don't know if we're going to get three Phillies legends back to back to back like that. I could be wrong. I might be making nothing out of it or too much out of it. Um, but hey, Roy Halladay would be cool. Listen, I won't complain. Other options I saw, Mike Messina, David Cohn, um, Jonathan Papelbon was a pretty out of left field uh out of the bullpen, guess. But I kind of like it. It's always good to have more relievers. Uh, Brad Lidge would be super cool, as uh, a lot of people who listen to the show know that many of my guests have said they want a Brad Lidge card. But we'll see, and we'll talk about it next week, as, as we always do. Uh, next up here... That's actually it. We're going to jump right into the shit that matters. So, uh, the March 3rd feature premiere, as I said, was dog shit, 55-minute waste of time. They talked to us, the viewers, as if we've never seen a baseball before. And here's the thing. Here's the thing, right? I very much understand, acknowledge, and agree with that MLB The Show is a game for everybody. It is not just a game for the competitive sweats. It has to be accessible to all. Sure. That said... The first time baseball fan or the first time MLB The Show purchaser is probably not watching a feature premiere. I could be dead effing wrong on that, but I'm going to die on that hill. I am pretty positive. I am pretty positive they're not watching a feature premiere. So I think the feature premieres, personally speaking, should be catered just a little bit more, a little bit more towards the consistent players. Doesn't have to be the best players, doesn't have to be the competitive ones, but the people who come back year after year and kind of know what to expect, that's who the feature premieres should be for. I'll die on that hill. I don't care what anybody else thinks. Uh, and, and, and the tone of the feature premiere really fucking bothered me. They came across as very defensive to me. What I mean by that is like, it, without saying this directly, they basically said, hey guys, we listened to all your feedback. Stop complaining, because here's why the game plays this way. 
they very rarely said, oh shit, you guys were right, let's fix it. Instead, they were like, well, you guys bitched and moaned enough, even though it was realistic for... They used the word realistic so many times. And yeah, like, listen, I played baseball my whole life. I understand how baseball works. It's a fluky, funny, strange game. That being said, I don't think we need a baseball video game to be fluky and funny. I think inputs should be how the game plays. So, it was a little silly. And it bothered me. And it became a very hard watch, in my opinion. And I only watched it to see if they revealed anything crazy. They didn't. Um, I was hoping maybe for a sneaky legend reveal, or for them to, like, say something like, hey, you guys were right about this shit, and so we fixed it. They didn't say that. They did share some interesting stats. They do this every year. I tend uh, not to agree with most of them. Obviously, they're based in data and fact, so they are accurate. But that doesn't mean I can't disagree based on my personal playing experience. Um, there were over, this is end counting, obviously, at this point, because the game is not dead yet. There were over 3 billion swings and 4 billion pitches, that's billion with a B, in MLB The Show 21. It's a lot. That's what you call a large sample size. It's certainly not a small one. Based off of all of that data, or data, if that's the way you choose to say that word, uh, they gave us the batting averages on perfect perfects. They do this every year. It's always contentious. It always gets people chatting about. Makes them upset. So, again, based on my playing experience, I didn't have these batting averages. They might have been close, but I definitely did not have these batting averages. So we'll see what, what you people think. On rookie mode, now, what is good to know between rookie, veteran, all-star, Hall of Fame, and legend, they are all within the general ballpark. That means there was consistency. That's good. So, on rookie mode, the batting average on... Uh, by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, sorry to just randomly cut off, the person I'm playing against right now has the worst internet I've ever seen. I don't understand what's happening right now. Um... But it's not something I really like. As you can see, I might even be frozen right... Yeah, okay, we... I don't even know what just happened. Um, Alright, so we fixed the... <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, you guys know when I, I like to play event games when I'm recording these episodes, just so you guys can listen and also have something to watch. So, that was fucking strange. Uh, rookie batting averages on Perfect Perfect. 8.54. That is fucking high. I feel like I hit, like, 600 on Perfect Perfects. They continually say, every year, it's over 800. I, just, I don't fucking know. Uh, so, 854 on Rookie. On Veteran, it's the lowest, 842. All-Star, 861. Hall of Fame, 858. Legend, 852. Things I glean from this, not a whole fucking lot. Other than the data might as well be a big, fat bag of lies to me. Uh, the one thing I will say, All-Star and Hall of Fame being the two highest, I'm not surprised at that. There are people who are All-Star goons who just crush BR, and uh, they're very good at it. So they get a lot of perfect perfects, and those are usually home runs in a mode like that. Totally makes sense. Hall of Fame, a large portion of the player base plays on Hall of Fame. Bigger than you think. So, they're used to the, they're, they're, they're used to the speed. I can't speak. You know, it is what it is. Listen. 
these numbers don't mean anything other than their way of saying, stop yelling at our game. It works just fine. It does not. We all know it does not. But they insist on every on every year putting these numbers out. So take them again. They're not lying. I doubt they're lying. That would be a really shitty look if they lied. These are the numbers that the data has suggested. But if my personal batting average on perfect perfects is 600, that means there's people out there with 900 or better evening it out. So what would be really cool is if I could see my own batting averages on my own types of contact and swings, because that would make me feel a lot better about how I'm performing. So SDS, that's the next thing I want to see. This fella in the event is using Lorenzo fucking Kane. And might get it. No, he's not. Um, the next thing. The next thing. They just, they jumped right into some shit that no one asked for. I'm glad they're making improvements to the game. I think it's a little strange this was the one they decided to do instead of, you know, fixing franchise. But you can now do custom fielding. Yay. No one, this guy just quit too. No one gives a shit about custom fielding. No one asked for it. No one wants to do it. They're like, oh, now you can practice robbing homers. I guess that's cool. But I don't fucking care. I just don't fucking care. Uh, you know, you can now practice throwing perfect throws to every base. I don't need to practice that. You've had perfect throws to home. I've been doing that for a full year. Now I can just do it to every base. It's no different. Um, the one cool thing they did with custom uh, practice in general, we talked about this after the tech test, you can repeat things very simply and easily. You can reset things very simply and easily. That's cool. Love that. Think that's fantastic. Custom fielding, not a fucking soul asked for it. So, uh, kind of a waste. Uh, they spent a lot of time on fielding in this feature premiere. Like, a fucking lot. Uh, and none of it really told me a thing. Excuse me? <sighs> yawning. Yawning bad episode. It's been a while since I've done that. Everybody uh, everybody, celebrate the old times. The, the good old days. Um, next thing they did is they went over the dynamic PCI a little bit more. We knew about the dy dynamic PCI from the tech test. I think the, the dynamic PCI is great. It makes a ton of sense. I don't think you'll catch anybody complaining about it. Um, but again, it, we kind of already knew about this. They, they spent five minutes talking about it when we knew about it already. They're, they think it'll kind of combat foul balls and fluky pitches. Um, and just being able... I, I don't know. I, I hope it works in its intended purpose. I don't see how it would go any differently. I think it's going to be one of the very few actual good changes that they make to the game. I'm hoping it plays the way it should. I'm hoping there's no fucking glitches or problems or bugs or silly stuff. Uh, but we'll see. In regards to extending at-bats, they spent a whole few minutes on just that statement alone. Dynamic PCI, in theory, helps combat that, like I said. I theorized in one of the last episodes after playing the tech test that the new swing animations they put into the game are also going to help with foul balls. I don't know if that's accurate, but in the limit in the limited amount of time, excuse me, that I played the tech test, it felt different in a in a good way. So I'm, I'm hoping that's true. But they said, direct quote, they did quote significant work end quote on making at bats not as fucking long. So here's here here's the thing. When you say the word significant, I work with words for a living. I'm a writer and editor. 
you guys didn't know that. The word significant is a big word. The word significant means you did a fuck ton of work. It also means potentially that you reworked. Like, built again from scratch. Like, not started over per se, but like, you know, from the ground up. They did significant work on the hitter's ability to extend at-bats. The goal, of course, to make it so it's not as easy to do so. See, here's the thing with that. By saying they did that, that's great. I hope it's true. But just saying that they did significant work is too vague for me. It's not exact enough. If the dynamic PCI is all they did, that's not significant work. And that's all they had to say. All they had to say was like, oh, we changed the PCI. But instead, they went into this vague bullshit about significant work being done, which is how they're going to, you know, couch the failures of it if it fails. This is not me being a negative piece of shit. I am a little cynical, but this is just me being realistic. I don't take things at face value. I dig into a little bit more of what words mean and what, what delivery means. Again, this entire... Feature premiere, to me, to me, came across as, a, as a defensive. So if they're defensive, that means they're already trying to find more ways to get out of the bullshit and the problems that they have. So it was just, it was just too vague for me. I would have appreciated a little more, you know, they're giving us all this depth on fucking custom fielding. Give me the depth on the shit that matters. The real stuff. If you change the way hitting works, that's what I want to know about. I don't care that I can rob home runs every 16 seconds. That, that, that's the shit that I care about, and I think a lot of us care about. So that bothered me. They also made changes to contact and power swings uh, so they act appropriately. It was an extension of the patch that we got midway through uh, 21. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, it's good that they're addressing it and making sure it works correctly. But again, I, not, I, whatever. Not a big deal. Um... Then they went into more on the PCI Anchor, which is stuff we knew about from playing the tech test. I don't give a shit about it. Uh, they think that it's going to be something that like the entire player base can use. I'm not going to say definitively yes or no to that. I, I did tell you guys after playing the tech test that I did not find any use for it, personally. But maybe over the course of a game cycle, we'll learn a little bit more about its advantages and disadvantages. And maybe in that instance, I'll become someone who uses it. But for right now, I just, I, I don't know. I think it was more of an update for newcomers who've never used a PCI before, who are going to get beat by fastballs inevitably. Uh, but we'll see. That's, that's just my take on that. Um, and now here's, here's, the, here's the really shitty defensive part, like more so than any other defensive part. They went on to spend, I don't know, seven to ten minutes. That's a long time, especially considering when the Nintendo Switch feature premiere was like 12 minutes. They spent seven to ten minutes just talking about how hitting works. And I don't mean the dynamics of the video game hitting. I mean real life, when you hit the ball the opposite way, you have to be late on it. When, when, you, when you're trying to get the barrel on the ball, you gotta be early. This was the fucking shit that really pissed me off. They were talking to us like we were four-year-olds who've never played baseball before. Again, if you're watching a feature premiere, you probably know what baseball is. You are not a first-time baseball viewer, player, consumer. 
I understand the need. Again, I want to make this abundantly clear. This game is for everybody. You have to make it approachable and accessible to everybody. But at the same fucking time. God almighty. It was frustrating for people who understand the game. And it was almost like condescending. The reason I say that, it's because they were basically like, listen... All you assholes complain about hitting all the time? Well, here's why hitting is the way it is. Because in baseball, when you swing late and you swing early, and it was their way of defending their bullshit, bullshit game. That's what it was. It was their way of defending their bullshit game. So that really bothered me. It rubbed me the wrong way. Is it something I lost slept over, sleep over? No, of course not. I don't mean bother me in that way. But if you're going to make us watch a feature premiere for 55 minutes... And then be condescending as, as, as all shit with that nonsense? That's frustrating. That, that's, as a consumer, that pisses me off. You guys could think I'm overreacting. I might be. As I said, I'm, I haven't slept in a very fucking long time. So, I'm tired. But that's just, that's, that's how it is. That's the other, that, that's like the side name for this podcast. The show, the podcast, a.k.a. That's just how it is. Or that's how I seize it. We'll call it that. That's how I seize it. Um, one second here. Well, this guy's a good pitcher. As I just potentially steal a base hit. No, I didn't. Um, <sighs> okay, so they then talked about dynamic PAR, the pitching area region thing. That's not what it's called. Pinpoint accuracy region. I think that's what it's called. Um, similar to dynamic hitting or dynamic PCI, they have dynamic PAR. PAR. Awesome. I think it's good. I think it's smart. I think it's one of those types of things that's a no-brainer that I'm glad they introduced so quickly. Great. Um, dynamic PAR means your your PC uh, not your PCI your PAR will kind of change in size. Depend. I'm trying to word this the right way. Depending on the location in which you're trying to throw a pitch. So if you're trying to throw a high curveball, your PAR is going to be fucking huge because curveballs are not supposed to go up there. So it's going to make it harder to throw dots on pitches that are crazy. Um. This, however, does not affect four-seamers, two-seamers, and cutters, essentially saying you can throw the hard stuff wherever you want. It impacts every other pitch, like sinkers included, so I shouldn't have said all hard stuff. Um, I think it's great. I think it's good. I hope it plays the way it should. Uh, that was a good rhyme there. Um, you know, I'm worried that there will still be exploits. I'm worried that the good players will still be able to throw dots because the whole point of this is to combat that. There will still be good pitches, and I will not be upset if people pitch well against me. I don't care. If you did it, you did it. Good for you. But the whole point of this is to... They even said this, like, we want to eliminate meta. Like, high sinkers. They express, expressly said that high sinkers and high off-speed pitches were the focus. So they're trying to eliminate the meta. Or at least, like, alleviate the meta. And make it... Less meta. We just said a lot of meta. Facebook's going to end up sponsoring this fucking episode because I said meta so much. Um, I, we'll see. Again, the tech test I don't think was large enough of a sample size to tell me if it would work. I think it looked pretty good. I think it has potential to be part of a solution, part of a larger solution. But we'll see. Too early to tell. Um, then we did more fielding. We went into more fielding. Again, perfect throws to every base. We knew this already. We fuck it. We knew this already. Um, they added more fielding animations again. <sighs> Which again, if you played the tech test, you kind of saw them. Um, 
cool. I hope they work. <laughs> Last time we added a bunch of fielding animations, it made fielding really wonky. They focus specifically on fielding efficiency, a.k.a. urgency, a.k.a. I've heard that song and dance before. Hope it fucking works. Uh, they did focus on, like, getting more new throwing animations, so players can have a little bit more versatility in how they throw the ball from the outfield and the infield, um, which is good in theory. I hope it's true. I hope it doesn't fuck anything up. And then here's the other funny thing that made me feel like they were being condescending. They were like, hey, guys, here's how fielding ratings work, and here's why sometimes your fielders get shitty animations. Basically them saying, stop complaining about the shitty animations your fielders get. It's your fault. That's just, that, this is the way I interpreted it. I, I just really did not like the tone and the vibe of this feature premiere. I hope they're not all like this. Um, there is potentially one super, super, super good fielding change they made. And I could see it in the tech test and I already liked it. They worked on like the Olay type of plays at the corner infield. Um where your diamond fielder will just inex inexplicably not even put a glove on a ball down the line or, like, almost right at him. It would just glide into the outfield. That was a giant problem this year, more so than ever before, in my opinion. So basically what they did, they added a logic into the game so that corner infielders are more apt to just put their body on the ball as opposed to just let it fly by them. Um... And that's a home run, by the way. Thank you. Three-run home run. Off the pole? Around the pole? Over the pole? Okay, it's gone. Um, they they kind of changed the logic. Or not changed the logic, sorry. Altered the logic based on your fielder's rating. So if you have a high diamond fielder, or just, uh, just a diamond fielder, period, he will be able to knock the ball down more slash better than a gold, than a silver bronze, you know, all the way down. Um, and then after knocking the ball down, not only is this good because it eliminates maybe some fluky extra base hits, because of the new urgency that they say they put into the game, your fielder will then hop up onto his feet, pick up the ball and throw it first, resulting in more outs. That's awesome. Uh, truly. And that's not, that, that's not being, being condescending. This is actually a great fix. One of those things. It's like, why didn't they think of it sooner? At least they thought of it now. Uh, I'm very anxious to see how it ends up playing, how it ends up impacting games. Because in my opinion, that will be the biggest, other than perfect throw to every base, which is another monumentally massive win, that will be the biggest fielding improvement that they've made in a while. Because for me, that was that was really, really annoying. That happened to me a lot. Maybe it was just a personal thing and it didn't happen to others as much. But I know you've experienced it at least one or two times. Removing the Olay is fantastic. Thank you, SDS. Thank you, Ramon. Thank you, thank you, Coach, for, for doing the Lord's work. Um, and then that's, I mean, that's it. So that was a 55-minute feature premiere that we basically just summarized all the important points in like 22 and a half, 23 minutes. So you're welcome. Um, next week, the feature premiere is another one that I probably won't give a shit about. It's on commentary, so improvements to commentary. I haven't, I turned commentary off. I haven't listened to commentary in years. Um, and presentation. I don't know what presentation means in this instance. I don't know if it means, like, game presentation as far as, like, cut scenes between at-bats and the score bug and stuff of that nature. Or if they mean, like, menu presentation. 
because if if the menus have changed and and like home screen has changed, that's stuff that I'll, I'll care about. But if they just talk about like, oh, the score bug is different and now has win probability, that's cool. But I don't care. That doesn't need an entire feature premiere. You know, those are the honestly. I hate to be that that asshole who keeps bringing stuff like this up because I know it's kind of a meme in the community. I agree with the fixed franchise, but if you're gonna start talking about presentation improvements and commentary improvements, you know what those go hand in hand with? Franchise. So they should have also fixed franchise while they were at it. Maybe we'll get a surprise here. And maybe they will say some news on that. But I'm uh, I'm not confident. Okay, wow, this guy's hitting the dick out of the ball now. I'm still winning 5-3 for those at home who are listening and not watching. Um, but this event is a home run derby. And I hate it. Honestly. So, um, guys... That's it for the crux of the episode. I do want to say this. We'll talk about this for a few minutes and then then I'll go away. There are a lot of opinions on MLB The Show. I certainly have them. That's why I have this podcast. And you guys listen to them, so you're enabling me. However, I like to think of myself as a not-toxic person. I like to think of myself as just a realistic, reasonable, logical, tell-it-like-it-is type of person. I hope you all agree with me, and if you don't, please tell me. Tell me I'm wrong so I can reevaluate my life. In these feature premieres, there are a lot of toxic motherfuckers up in them chats. I also recognize that some of them are probably just trolls doing it to get attention. So now we're giving them attention. But I say this all the time. I've said this in years past. I said this about 20. I said this about 21. I'll say it now about 22 before it even begins. Yes, I complain about the game. It's because I want to see it better. I want to see it perfect. Yes, I complain about some of the decisions SDS makes. Yes, because I think overall there are smart people who work there. Why are we making not smart decisions? Whatever. But what I'm getting at here is Let's be nice, please. These people make a video game for us to enjoy. I know they don't do it for free. They don't do it out of the goodness of their hearts. They get paid for it. It's their job. They should do it well. I get it. I understand. However, it's it's a baseball game. Why did I swing at that, by the way? It's a baseball game. It's hard. Baseball is a tough sport to play in real life, let alone program into a virtual world. On the whole, SDS does a phenomenal fucking job with this game. Is it perfect? No. But I think the expectations from people are so high, kind of across the board, because we know that the game is already very good. It's not far off from being the best baseball game we've ever played. And honestly, a lot of the issues that people have had this year specifically, myself included, are not to do with gameplay. They're to do with the the servers and timing windows, which is inexplicable that that's still happening in the year 2021 or now 2022. But like those are fixes that just a little money can can that, that that's not a gameplay problem. So I just I, I just I want to remind everybody that sometimes cooler heads need to prevail. I understand we live in a world of opinions and people yelling at each other and blah, 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 blah. But let's just... All I'm asking is that we be nice, please. You know? Again, SDS, 
as much as I might shit on them from time to time, because sometimes I think you got to keep people in check. Sometimes they deserve it. SDS does a good job with this game. They do a great job with this game. Never once growing up when I was playing MLB 2005 with Eric Chavez on the cover did I think a baseball game would look like this, sound like this, feel like this, play like this. Okay? It's come a long way. Let's just be supportive, give constructive feedback, and help them get the game to where we all want it to be. Instead of beating them down, pissing and moaning, complaining, blah, 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 let's all, as a community, lift each other up. That might sound very kumbaya to all of you, and I don't give a shit. I just think that we need to come together as a team, as a group, and together make this game better. I, I think that's a fair thing to say because they say this. I, I'm terrible. I struck out. They say this in sports. A rising tide lifts all ships. That means if everybody is pulling in the same direction or in this case, a wave rising in the same direction, uh, direction, uh, direction, I'm talking like a fucking baby, um, you know, you're stronger together. It's essentially what it comes out to. So instead of being a dickhead, constructive feedback's important. Just be nice, and eventually, we will get the best MLB The Show ever made. Will it be 22? I fucking hope so. It might be. Maybe. I don't know. Servers are going to be the big uh, big thing there. But we won't know until we play it. So, let's just, let's, let's, you know, we're not far away from it. Is that going to get down? Please, Lord. Please, God. Please, Lord. It's not. Um, we're, I don't know, what do, you guys are listening to this on March 8th. It drops April 1st. I mean, we're like right around the fucking corner from it. So, let's just... Let's be supportive, okay? Please? That's what it comes down to. That was my way of also rambling through another half inning because I need to get th- now two more outs. Um, but I, I think it's also... It's it's fair. It's justifiable. It makes sense. That's it. This community is great, but it's also extremely fucking harsh and extremely fucking toxic. And that's not me hating it. That's not me complaining about it. That's just me being realistic. I love this community. I don't want it to... I don't want it to go nowhere, and I want to be part of it. I just... I, I want to make sure that we're all also just... Being nice human beings. Okay? Thank you. I appreciate you. As Aaron Judge, who's a very nice human being, makes a nice catch in right field. We're one out away. Hopefully I can just get it, because I don't really want to go to extras, and I might just quit if we do. Because it's the event, and I already have both Guerrero and Judge. Uh, By the way, both cards slap. Judge even slaps. And I'm shocked that I'm saying that. Eh, we win. Okay. Um, Alright guys, that's a dub. We talked about an hour-long feature premiere in less than 30 minutes when you tack on all the bullshit at the end. So, that is it, guys. Thank you all for listening. I hope the legend that's revealed this week is a legend you want and that you're excited about. But don't you worry. We will talk about him and all the other feature premiere nonsense in the next episode. So until then, guys, be safe. Enjoy yourselves. I'll talk to you next week.